I am back with more things to say, and hopefully you're happy about that. I'm happy about it. I'm having fun already recording these things, and uh, I'm ready to talk about more stuff. So uh, this week I wanted to talk about how I figured out that I'm autistic. And uh, it's an interesting story. At least I think it's interesting. Maybe it's just interesting to me because it happened to me, but hopefully you find it interesting too. I really like hearing other people's stories um, where they tell about their the moment that they realized that they were autistic, whether it was they stumble upon that info themselves or it was presented to them by someone else. But just, you know, that moment where it all kind of clicks and you're like, oh, and everything comes into focus. And it's all so clear and obvious in hindsight. And it's like, wow, this this is it. This is the thing. Like, this is what's been felt like different my whole life and I could never figure it out. And now here it is. So, um, it's a really pivotal and profound moment and it's a beautiful moment, honestly. And I'm glad I got to have that moment, to be honest. Um, I'm really grateful for it. And, uh, yeah. So I'm going to talk about 2020 this is when I figured all of this out. This is when I figured out a lot of stuff. 2020 was a wild year and it was hard on everyone collectively. Like the pandemic happened, which the pandemic was horrible and obviously awful for many, many reasons. Um, for me, there were parts of it that, that were actually great, like feeling a decreased social pressures and, um, the liberty to stay home <laughs> without anyone questioning why you stay home so much. So that was nice, but the rest of it was pretty crappy. And knowing that people in the world were dying and suffering was extremely hard. Um, all of the stuff that was going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, there was just a surge in terrible, I mean, it goes on all the time, but there was a surge in like horrific killings and there were protests and there were I mean there was a lot going on in the world whereas like a hyper empathy person I was having a hard time really hard time dealing with all of all of that in the news and feeling stuck and feeling like I wanted to help but I didn't know how and that's that can be another episode that was just that was a hard time but also like aside from that and aside from the pandemic I had a lot of stuff happen in my life during that time, like around the start of the pandemic, when we all started to stay home, um, there were some pretty massive life changes for me happening personally as well. So, um, if you know anything about autism, you know that unexpected change is not a good thing for us and it can be highly stressful. And, um, it was highly stressful and I didn't realize that I was autistic at that time, but I already knew this about myself, that change is hard and that, um, situations that I feel like I have no control over and that I can't change and that I'm kind of forced into and all of these things that were happening felt very much that. So I, uh, I sort of went on this downward spiral into depression. Um, my anxiety started to creep up really, really high. I had to really stop just watching the news altogether. Um, because even though I wanted to be informed and be involved, it was, it was a lot for my mental health. So I stopped watching the news. I isolated myself even more than everyone else was like, I literally made like a nest in my closet 
to like isolate myself away from my family a lot. Not a lot, but there were several points like throughout the day where I was like, I need to go. I need to go and just like be in my little small space and be alone. And like, I was overwhelmed. I was extremely overwhelmed. I was feeling all kinds of things that it was just bonkers. It was, it was, yeah. And so I've been through moments like this in my life before. Um, but I feel like this by far was the most intense, um, period of time where, where that's happened. It's, yeah. So, um, this is kind of hard to talk about because it's very personal. It's very vulnerable. And even though right now I'm sitting in my closet and talking into my phone, it's weird to know that someone's going to be on the other end of this and listening. And it's like, it is, it's, it's hard, but I'm going to talk to you guys. Cause this is the point of the whole thing is, and I know a lot of people are going to know, are going to relate to this and know where I'm coming from. So I started having a lot of what I would used to call episodes. Now I know, looking back, that I was having meltdowns. And if you've ever had a meltdown, you know that it is kind of a serious deal. It's, um, I mean, there are different types of meltdowns. I think different severities of meltdowns. Um, to me, like a meltdown is... Like, I can break it into small, medium, and large. Like, my smaller meltdowns, I still consider meltdowns, but they're very manageable. I can feel something coming. Like, I can feel the thing that's going to happen coming on. But I usually just, I will appear like I'm angry. I need to leave the area as soon as possible and go get somewhere and be alone And I can usually just like sit on the floor and just calm myself down and get and back up out of it. That's what a small one is like. Medium usually looks pretty the same, except there's usually some tears involved, some crying, some like, um, maybe like disassociation or whatever. But those ones usually are also fairly manageable and I can kind of back myself out of them it might take a little bit longer than the small ones and then but the big ones are really disrupting to my life and um and everyone who's involved um their lives too and these ones look like um extreme out of control behavior as in throwing things punching walls to the point where I've put holes in the wall um slamming doors like slamming I've been in a place where I've slammed a door over and over and over like 20 times in a row and I just like can't stop I can't stop I have to and then so there comes the huge outburst like that that really usually involves something that appears very violent but I'm not trying to hurt anyone I'm just and I never have. I've never like thrown something at someone or punched a person or anything. It's always like a wall or a pillow or an inanimate object or whatever. Um, so that's how it starts. And then it usually ends with me fleeing wherever I'm at to find a small space, which is usually the bathroom and uh, run in the bathroom because that's a small room. It has a lock on the door, feels safe. And 
sometimes I'll even get into like the shower stall or the bathtub, depending on where I'm at and like get in there and just sort of ball up on the floor and then the crying starts and the crying usually cannot stop until it stops. And what I mean by that is like, until I'm empty of it. Like sometimes I'll cry for five minutes. Sometimes it seems like I'm crying for 20 minutes where it's just like, I cannot shut it off. And it's the crying where you're like, you're hyperventilating, like you can't breathe. You can't, I can't focus on anything. If you're talking to me, I can't hear you. Like I can hear you. Like I don't go deaf, but like I can't process. Um, and it's scary when it happens. It's frustrating when it happens. It's embarrassing when it happens. And the aftermath of that is also hard because it's not like it just gets over with and then you're fine. Like there's a severe hangover period after a meltdown and it, um, it can last a whole like 24 hours for me. Um, but for sure the rest of my day is shot. Like I'm tired. I need to go lay down. Um, sometimes I can't really verbalize very many, like I can't make very many words come out. Like it's, it can be pretty rough. So And as you can imagine, when like things like this are happening to you and you don't know that you're autistic, like I just, I don't know. I always just thought I had really bad anger issues or like really bad problems managing my emotions. I mean, so I always blamed myself and I was always like, God, like you need to get yourself under control. Like this is not acceptable behavior for an adult woman. And like, yeah, when I was a teenager, it was understandable. When I was a kid, it was understandable. But it's like, once you get into adulthood and you're still having this happen and you don't know why, it's like, you feel, you blame yourself. You have a lot of guilt and a lot of shame around these behaviors. And I definitely did have that. And, um, I'm so grateful to my partner for just really never making me feel bad about it. Um, But we did get to the point in 2020, you know, because usually my meltdowns were like few and far between. It was like they would happen in moments of like when life was really demanding or I was severely stressed or overwhelmed, um, overstimulated, whatever. But like it wasn't happening often. But in 2020, it was like there was so much and it was just happening a lot And finally, my partner just confronted me gently, but firmly (laughs) and was like, hey, this can't keep happening. Like, I don't know what you need to do or what I can do to help you, but I feel like maybe you should see a therapist. Like, like we need to figure this out. We can't keep doing this. And I was like, yeah, I agree. And I don't want to keep doing this. And it was a moment where I just it was a turning point because I was like, yeah, this is just because this has been a thing that's been happening my whole life doesn't mean that I shouldn't try and figure this out and try and remedy it. So I did start looking for a therapist, but, um, I was impatient. I couldn't wait till I found a therapist to see, which spoiler alert, I never really did find a good therapist to see. We'll talk about that more on a different episode about therapy and how it is hard as an autistic person to find someone to, um, listen to you who understands, but that's a different topic. I'm not going to tangent right now. Um, so anyway, next best thing to therapy is Google, right? So I hopped on Google 
And I started Googling random things that were like associated with maybe like anger outbursts or like, like trauma or I, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, you know, I have, I don't know. And uh, amongst my Googling, I came upon a list by a woman named Samantha Kraft. And it was a list of traits, autism traits, like atypical autism traits that usually present in females. Um, Not across the board, but more typically, this is how females present um, with their autism. So um, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so I clicked on it, not really expecting to like figure anything out, but um, I was interested in it because my uh, daughter is autistic. And so I was like, oh, uh, let me look at this. Like, this could help me understand some of her things better. And like, as I was reading through, I was just like, my mouth was just probably like hanging. My jaw was on the floor, probably, I, I would imagine, because I was shocked because all of the things I was reading, and this is a long ass list with like lots of things on it. And it all sounded like me. And I sort of just like started having a huge epiphany in that moment where I started looking back at my life and everything sort of started to come to light. Like all of these things that I was reading, I was thinking back on moments of my life where I was like, oh, that's, that's me. That's what I do. That's how I feel. That's how I think. And so I, uh, I took that all in and then I started doing more research because this sparked an interest in me and I globbed on and I can get extremely obsessive about a thing that I'm interested in, um, which is exactly what happened. So I spent the next several days doing, researching every single thing that I could find about adults, adult autism diagnoses. Um, especially in females, um, and found out a lot of things that I really related to. I took every autism test, online autism test that I could get my hands on and, um, surprise, I scored high on all of them, which was a surprise. It was a huge surprise in the moment because I was taking the tests and I'm like, oh, I'm just answering honestly, you know, it's whatever. And I didn't really expect to score so high on all of them. And when the scores came back high, I was like, wait, but isn't this how everyone would answer these questions? Like, it just didn't dawn on me that there was that much about me that was different. Um, you know, like my thought processes and stuff. I mean, I knew, I knew I was different from other people in certain ways, but like, I guess I just didn't realize how different. And I was like, wow. Okay. So, huh. Uh, and, uh, I just obsessively researched and it was all I could think about. And, um, I tried not to, I tried to get onto other things and put it on the back burner and my brain would not allow me to do that. And it was like, no, this is all we're thinking about actually. And so I just had to kind of go along with that. And eventually, um, a few days later after I really just kind of was like, this is the answer, like, this is what I'm dealing with this has to be what it is. Um, I finally went to my partner and was super nervous, even though I'm not sure why I was nervous, but because my partner is very loving and supportive and I don't think would ever, um, make me feel like my suspicions weren't valid, but 
it just felt so silly. Like, is this a thing? Like, am I being ridiculous right now? Am I reading too much into this? Do I just want an answer so bad that I'm making myself, quote unquote, making myself think that I'm autistic? Like, there were a lot of questions and a lot of doubts, but deep down there were no doubts. The doubts that were coming in were just fear, I think, fear of how I would be received or if I would be judged or if I if I would be doubted by others because that's always been a huge fear of mine is um is people thinking that I'm like making something up um I think that definitely comes from my childhood <laughs> that's a thing um and uh so I went to my partner super nervous I was like sweating everywhere and I was like I need to tell you something and they were like, what's going on? (laughs) And, uh, finally after like five minutes, it felt like an eternity of me just like trying to get the words out. I was just like, you know what? A lot of the things that I have been experiencing and the things and the meltdowns and the, and the, I, I think I might be autistic. And my partner was just like, oh, huh. Well, And I was like fully prepared to give like reasons. I had like lists on my phone. I was like ready to like make my case and be like, this is why. Look at all these reasons. And my partner didn't ask for reasons. They were just like, wow, that's interesting. Like, yeah, I could see that. And I could see how that could be a thing. Like, let's talk more about it. Like, what do you want to do? Like, is there a person you need to see? Like, should we find a doctor? Like, how does this even go? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I had not prepared myself for this step yet. I just was thinking about how to tell someone, anyone, which of course my partner was the first one who I wanted to tell. And, uh, I was so caught up in that and like researching and everything. I never really thought about the next step, which the next step is different for everyone, I think. And I want to do another episode about that, about like the decision to actually pursue a diagnosis, which I did pursue an official diagnosis. My appointment hasn't happened yet. Did I, did I mention that in the last episode? I don't remember. It's coming up, um, in about six weeks and I've been waiting for months and months, um, which is fine. Um, I'm just grateful that I am having the opportunity to get this appointment and have this appointment or whatever. Um, but yeah, I did decide to go that route. Not everyone decides that. And, uh, so we just kind of went from there. So it's been, ever since I realized this thing about myself, it's been sort of a whirlwind of emotions, but it's actually felt really, really good most of the time to have some answers because now things that I am usually really hard on myself about, um, not just the meltdowns, but, um, other aspects of my life, things that I do and ways that I behave that I've always been like either embarrassed about or self-conscious of, I guess would be a better way to say it. Or I didn't understand about myself or I would try and force myself to be different because I was like, I am being weird right now. Like, why am I, why am I this way? Like, I need to not do this thing or not act this way or, you know, forcing myself into this other quote unquote normal box where now I've just been so much more accepting of the way I am. 
like the the way that I need things to be in my life and I've just been so much more forgiving of my myself and um more loving towards myself and um it's been great like not everything has been you know sunshines and rainbows ever since that day um I haven't had any major meltdowns though um there have been some moments that have been shaky um but I feel like I uh have now that I know what's happening it's been extremely helpful for me to be able to um when those situations arise be like I am I am heading towards meltdown and I can I so far have been able to um, to avoid having any sort of major things happening. So, um, meltdowns, major meltdowns. Um, so yeah, oh, that was a lot to say and a lot to talk about. It's kind of a heavy topic. Like I said, it's a hard thing to talk about. It is really vulnerable. Um, the way that I think other people view meltdowns can be, it can be in a very negative way, or they might think that people, like a person is having a meltdown and equate it to a tantrum or equate it to them trying to get their way in some way, shape, or form or whatever. Um, That's absolutely not what a meltdown is. Um, It really is an uncontrollable state that just comes from overwhelm and overstimulation and uh it absolutely can't be avoided at some times it can't i know there will be more times that i have to deal with this in my life because it if i if my brain is autistic i there's no way i'm never i don't think i don't know maybe i need to talk to someone who knows about autism is there a way to avoid meltdowns i feel like it's inevitable if I've been having them my whole life, I'm not probably going to be able to avoid them altogether in the future. But that doesn't mean that I can't work on strategies. And thankfully, my partner is helping me with this um, strategies to recognize when I'm getting to that point and what we need to do about it to either make the meltdown, like avoid it altogether or make it less big, smaller less impactful. I don't know the word that I'm trying to say. I've said a lot of words. I'm running out of words, you guys. Does that ever happen to you? (laughs) You talk for a minute and you're like, okay, I can feel like I've used up almost my whole entire word count that I was allotted for the day. So I am going to end this on that note. And uh, I hope you guys got something out of this. Maybe you learned something about yourself or realized something about yourself or realized something about autism or meltdowns that you didn't know or you could relate or you could I don't know I don't know (sighs) word limit has been reached I guess okay guys I'll talk to you next time thanks bye